Welcome to episode five of the Nosebleeds. Uh, I'm Colin Martin. Sitting across from me, we got Bannon Crowley. Hello. And we are missing our co-host Cam. He is not here, and we hope he'll come back. We're not too sure. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see you next week. We miss you, Cam. Uh, anyways, to get straight into it, uh, we got a lot to talk about the NFL, NBA, MLB. We got some MMA talk. Probably no MLB because Cam's not here, but... Facts. You know, we'll keep it going. And, yeah, let's get straight into it. Uh, we, uh, all three of us, worked on a mock draft over the... Separate last, mock drafts. Separate mock drafts over the week, and we're going to compare them today. Since it's just me and Banning, we're just going to rattle them back and forth. Uh, this is... Was yours with trades? No, no uh, trades. Yeah, okay. No trades for either of our mock drafts, even though, uh, obviously, they are going to be trades, but we're not going to mock those. A little too out there. Yeah. And, yeah, we're just going to go through it version 1.0 1. this is a uh, march 7th so hopefully we'll have probably one or two more before the draft just to see if things change because things have changed in the past couple months so yeah things are bound to change and we'll just go pick by pick so we'll both say who we have like first overall and then we'll just keep going if we have explanations then we'll talk about it but some of them will just be like yeah some, some of them are just going to be listing names because either one they make a lot of sense or two that just there's not a lot to say about them. We, we don't, don't need to describe yeah. every Be, offensive tackle taken in the draft. Exactly. A lot of them are very solid and NFL ready. That's how I feel about pretty much all of them except and for I one. I have not watched any tape on offensive yeah. linemen. So, yeah, let's get straight into it. All right. First overall pick, I got Jags taking Trevor Lawrence. I agree. I think uh, Trevor Lawrence is a great talent. I think right now he's the best quarterback in this class, but who knows what will happen in the future. Yep, pretty easy pick. Uh, number two, I have the Jets taking uh, Zach Wilson out of BYU. I also have him here. I th- think some people are saying this is where the draft could start. But, uh, I mean, for us at least, it's not going to yeah. start until the next pick. So. I think the Jets are in a really good position to get a real... He Zach Wilson would be a number one quarterback in a lot of draft classes. Really good quarterback. Any of these top four quarterbacks, you could even yeah. say Mac Jones wouldn't be first overall, but Mac Jones would be a yeah. first-round quarterback in any pick. I agree with that. Uh, Number three, I got the Dolphins taking Jamar Chase out of LSU. They could really use a playmaker. That's my logic on that one. I also have Jamar Chase. It was kind of between him and Devontae Devontae Smith before. I kind of thought he would go there before because of the Alabama connection. He still could, but I think Chase is definitely the better wide receiver, so you got to take the best one. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Number four, I have the Falcons taking Trey Lance. Uh... Matt Ryan, his contract's coming to an end, and the Falcons are in a spot where they need to look, uh, start looking forward. Ryan's still a really solid quarterback, but Lance being under him would definitely help him out. So uh, my fourth pick for the Falcons, I have them taking Trey Lance. <laughs> we didn't do the same mock draft, okay? It's just going this way. I think Trey Lance is better than Justin Fields right now. I don't care. All right. I, I think he's a better quarterback, and they need a quarterback, even if he sits behind Matt Ryan, because Matt Ryan played well last year, so... Yeah, how much one about we have the same fifth pick, too? Number uh, five, I have the Bengals taking Panay Sewell out of Oregon. And I got a I got a weird look from Banning right there, so I'm thinking we might not be the same. Uh, I have Rashawn Slater. Uh, I think Sewell's better, but I think the Bengals have a quarterback that got hurt last year, and Slater is a better starter day one, so I think they'll go for him. I think Sewell's better, yeah. but I think Slater is a better first-day guy, and the Bengals will take him. I agree. Slater's better day one, but I think Bengals look for Sewell. 
Uh, number six, I have the Eagles taking Devontae Smith at Alabama. Heisman winner. Eagles are another team that could really use a playmaker. And with Lance off the board on my draft, I feel like the Eagles would go wide receiver and roll it with Hurts. Uh, I have the Eagles taking Kyle Pitts. I think they need another offensive player, and I think Pitts would be good because uh, he's a versatile player. He can play receiver, he can play tight end, and I think they just need someone that has enough size to play all positions because Smith could play. He's a good receiver for you, but I think Pitts overall is a better fit for them because they need offense. Versatile weapon. Shout out to Bengal. Number seven, I have the Lions taking the other Alabama receiver, Jalen Waddell. Uh, Injury concerns, obviously, but I wouldn't say he's injury prone. I'd say he had a really bad injury. They're definitely two different things. So I think he'd be a great help to that Lions team. Two back-to-back Alabama receivers would be a cool storyline, too. Uh, I have that Lions taking Smith. I think he's the best receiver left after Chase. Um, And I think they just need a receiver to complement their new quarterback, so they take him. Yeah. All right, number eight, I have the Panthers taking Justin Fields. Great quarterback, slid down a little on my mock. Not too much. Eight's still a really high pick. Panthers, I mean, they can roll with Bridgewater for a little, but they really need to look towards the future, and Justin Fields is a really solid guy. I also have them taking Justin Fields. I think Trey Lance is better, so Fields will fall down. In this reality without trades, I think Fields could fall here, but I think if Fields goes past the Falcons, you could definitely see the Broncos move up. Yeah, the team's going to trade for him. Uh... Number nine, I have the Broncos taking Caleb Farley. He's the best cornerback in the draft. I'm a big Pat Sertan guy, but I can see Farley fending on that Broncos defense really well. I agree with that. I think they need a cornerback. Pretty close, but I think Farley's just the better overall cornerback. All right, speaking of Sertan, I have going him going number 10 to the Cowboys, another team that needs corner so bad. It's a pretty awful secondary, as we saw them get exposed last year. And Pat Sertan's a really great cornerback to fall to you at 10. I think the Cowboys, they look at Sewell since he fell in my draft, and right. they—I mean—they love offensive line, so they just got to take him, protect their quarterback, and I mean their tackles have been getting older every single year. Yeah, that makes sense. If you can get Sewell at that spot, why not? Uh, number eleven, I have the New York Giants taking Kyle Pitts. He fell a little far down in mine, and even though the Giants have a guy like Evan Ingram, Pitts can do so much that he'd be so valuable to a team. And they could use a guy that can, you know, just create separation. You think after the team having a Pro Bowl tight end, they're going to get another one? When it's like the worst Pro Bowler I've ever seen? I probably. agree with that. <laughs> I think the Giants take Waddle here. Even if Pitts was still there, I think they'll take Waddle. Waddle fell down for me. I think Waddle could definitely go to the Eagles. But, like, I think in Collins' mock, it would make sense to draft Pitts, whichever need the Giants want to take whichever one falls to them yeah i agree with that that also makes sense uh number 12 i have the 49ers taking slater he fell down a lot in mine in real life this is another t- thing i s- s- expect a team to trade up honestly because he's a great offensive tackle he'll start day one and be really impactful but in mine he fell 49ers could you know always use more tackle yeah i have the 49ers taking sertan I think, I mean, he fell after the Cowboys, and the Giants wouldn't take a cornerback, so they just take him right away. But you could see them also if a quarterback falls, or they could trade up too. Right. Uh, 13, I have the Chargers taking Sam Cosme. They'd be, they're probably in a bad position. They're upset they couldn't get Slater. But Cosme's a really solid offensive tackle too. 
I have the the Chargers, right? Yep. I have the Chargers taking Derisaw. I don't have Cosme in my first round. Really? Uh, I don't know. I'm just not a big believer in him. Yeah. But I have Derisaw going here. So. I personally believe Derisaw is better. I have him n- number 14 to the Vikings next pick. I have Derisaw. I think he's a better tackle. I think teams look at. I think teams look at uh, Cosme more. But I don't know. I think either one is a good pick, honestly. Cosme's definitely falling, too, because he was projected to be at least top 10. I know. His draft stock's falling. I feel like with a good pro day. That senior bowl, though, there's a lot of tackles and linemen that went up. Yeah. It's kind of a hard position to look at, I feel like. You got got to really know about offensive line to evaluate it. People spend like 10 years just getting good at that and stuff. For the Vikings, I have uh, Vera Tucker. I think, I mean, versatile interior offensive lineman. Especially with a guy like that, interior offensive lineman, you can really plug them at three positions if he gets bigger, like any of the positions. So I think Vikings just take a lineman there. Veritek is a really good player. Uh, 15, Pats, my favorite team. I have them taking Micah Parsons. He's a great linebacker. He fell down a lot of mine. Uh, Personally, I'd like this pick for the player, but Patriots only end up taking Parsons because they couldn't get one of the great receivers or quarterbacks, which is a shame. <laughs> Hopefully they trade up in the draft. Knowing Belichick, I doubt it. But if Parsons falls due to his you know, character issues, then Patriots are in a prime position to pick him up. I agree. I also have Michael Parsons there. Great player, but uh, might be falling a little bit. There's some uh, things going around with him. So, But I still think he's a good, versatile player. Yeah. I mean, his talent deserves a spot. He Seems like kind of a, you know, not someone I'd like to hang around. But yeah, but there's also... They could it's be, not like yeah. he killed anyone, too, so he's not... He's fine. And if he wants to get... I mean, if you want to take a talent that has a little bit of character issues, where are they going to go besides the Patriots? Yeah. Uh, number 16, I got the Cardinals taking Quiddy Pay. Uh, he's a great edge rusher, and, and obviously the Cardinals have Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt, but they're a team that could always use more edge rush as i feel with almost any team they send a lot of blitzes and adding quitty pay with watt and chandler jones just seems like a recipe for disaster for offensive lines honestly and you get younger there too i also have them taking quitty pay um first defensive lineman off the board well edge guy i guess this year it's kind of there's not very many great defensive tackles yeah it's a really it's a really weak d tackle class uh Next pick right after, I have another outside linebacker. I have Jeremiah Wusu koromoa been practicing that name, uh, going to the Raiders. Uh, they're another team. They've been lacking at that position since they got rid of Cleo Mack. And no way uh, Owusu koromoa ever really lives up to that, in my opinion. But he's definitely a really solid guy that could develop in the league. I have the Raiders taking Jalen Phillips. Uh, I think they need defensive edge guy more than they need linemen, linebackers at this point. I mean, either way, it's yeah. kind of the same, but I think they take him yes. after Quiddy Pay goes. It's another good pick. Uh, number 18, I have the Dolphins reaching a little on Najee Harris. He's a great running back. It's really in between him and ETN. I feel like Harris fits, but I think he's personally a little bit better, and I also think he fits better in Miami. They probably don't need to take him here, but seeing how their general managers really want their guys sometimes... I say go with him. Why not? Yeah, I mean, a guy like him in any other draft, you would say, well, that's not a reach. But I feel like this year there's just so much talent yeah. offensively and defensively. So, I mean, I have them taking uh, 
guy you said last pick, Jeremiah. Oh, uh, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. Yeah, I have the Dolphins taking him. They need a <laughs> linebacker, and Kyle Van Noy. Apparently, they just got rid of him after signing him, so yep. I don't think they know what they're doing. But apparently, he hasn't officially been released. I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, I don't think they do either. It's a yeah, that's a weird position. Uh, 19 for the football team. I have JC Horn, great cornerback. Uh, he's slipped a little in my, I, I think it's about where he should be drafted that 19 to early twenties range. Good cornerback. I think he fits really well next to Fuller on that football team. And yeah, on that, <laughs> on that football team. team. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what they come up with next year. I have the Washington football team taking Mac Jones. I do not think Mac Jones is a first-round talent, yeah. but I think someone has to take them, take him. Uh, I mean, he's going up everyone's draft boards for some reason. He had like a very good receiving core this year. He has two guys that are going in like the top fifteen, yeah, top, top twelve at least. Yeah. So I I don't know. I feel like they just look at him and they make another bad decision like Dwayne Haskins and they're both going to be bust. Yeah. Hate so. hate to just agree, but I feel the exact same way about Mac Jones. I have him being taken number 20 to the Bears. I feel like Bears move on from Mitch this offseason in some way shape or form and Mac Jones slides in there. I don't think the Bears will get Russell Wilson. That's something we hear about a lot. If they do, obviously scratch this pick, but as of now, I feel like Mac Jones slides in there, you mm-hmm. know good system quarterback hopefully yeah i have them taking rashad bateman uh it's kind of hard to tell between him i think tony's the better receiver but bateman receivers are like especially after the first three best guys it's all about fit like we saw last year like Pittman. i think he could have done a lot better on a different team i think he'll do good this year but he could have definitely broke out last year if he was on a different team shout out cam and i think they like bateman more yeah uh number 21 to the colts i have jalen phillips he went a little earlier in banning's mock uh great edge rusher and i think i think it's more of a scheme fit with the colts i can see him fitting really well in that defense and you know defense can always be boosted in the league especially on a team that's trying to make a playoff push this year you know i think it'd be a good pick for him i think they take up uh Kadarius tony they need receivers i mean ty hilton just keeps getting older yeah. him and aj green are in the club of uh regression right now so <laughs> yeah i mean they haven't had a very good receiver in a while i mean ty hilton has been good but besides him i mean they haven't really had that really strong number two guy and i think Tony could be there for the next couple years and be good for them. I feel bad for T.Y. Hill, and he was really underappreciated, and then people finally started talking about him, and, and he just happened enough. to have his worst season. Yeah, really poor timing for him. He, he was so great, but yeah, I agree. They could do some receiver. Number 22 to the Titans, I have Rashad Bateman. Uh, I feel like A.J. Brown and Corey Davis are both really good receivers, but Rashad Bateman fits a different need on that Titans offense. It makes them more dynamic in a way. He's someone that could really develop uh, from you know, having Tannehill, who he's not some great quarterback, but I mean, he, having a top no. two quarterback, <laughs> Tannehill makes really good reads, and I think Bateman will obviously benefit from that. I think he's a good fit on that Titans team. I have the Titans taking Gregory Rousseau from Miami. He's definitely fallen a bit. I mean, since last year, he was going into this year being a top fifteen, maybe even top ten pick. Yeah. In some people's eyes, and I mean, he falls here. The Titans might as well pick him up. Yeah. And I agree with that logic a lot because number 23, the Jets, I have Greg Rousseau. 
Uh, Jets are a team that's obviously not in a win-now mode. They shouldn't be. Greg Rousseau is someone that's going to take a year, two years to really reach his full potential. If anyone has time for him, I feel like the Jets do. And he could he has potential to be really good if he fits and develops the right way. So uh, I have the Jets taking probably the biggest surprise of the draft so far. The Jets uh, look at their – they go on Instagram, they go on social media, they see Eric Stokes runs a 4 2 4 40-yard dash, and they think, oh, this guy's fast. We might as well take him. <laughs> I feel like that will happen because the Jets, I mean, they have no yeah. idea what they're doing. And I, especially, <laughs> we see this all the time. Someone goes and runs a very fast 40 time, and he just goes up the board. Yeah. And then they find out that he's terrible. I mean, look at the uh, Bengals receiver, John, <laughs> John Ross. Ross. He ran fast, and then they found out that he can't catch a ball or get open. Yeah. So I feel like that's what will happen. I don't think Stokes... He's a first-round talent. I do think he's, if he went in the first round, I don't think it would be terrible. I think he's definitely like a second-round talent, but I think someone has to reach on him if he runs that. That reminds me a lot of the uh, Damon Arnett pick last year for the Raiders. No one, he's not a bad corner, but it's definitely a reach I could see happening. Uh, next pick, twenty-four to the Steelers. I got Travis Etienne. Uh, both of these running backs could go second round. I feel like in real life. GMs will value, you know, jersey sales and well-talked-about players. Yeah. Etienne and Harris are both great running backs. Etienne to the Steelers. Uh, I love the story of James Conner. I think he's a stand-up guy. But Etienne definitely is more yeah. impressive and could fit that team a lot better. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers have the worst running game, too. Yeah. Uh, I have them taking Jalen Mayfield. Uh, they need a tackle. So, yeah. I mean, so might I as well know. plug him there. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, number 25, for similar reasons, I have the Jaguars taking Tevin Jenkins. Uh, Tevin Jenkins, another tackle. They just drafted Lawrence, number one. Got to protect him, boost up that offensive line. They have good interior line play, but they need to boost up the outside for sure. Tevin Jenkins would help out there. Uh, I'm going flip-flop from you. I'm saying they drafted defensive player J.C. Horn. Yep. You had him going a little earlier, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think he falls a little bit here. I think he's better than Eric Stokes, but, I mean... The Jets West don't, hype. apparently, in my world. So. Yeah, West Hype. All right, so number 26 of the Browns. I have Aziz Ojulari. Uh, edge rusher, they have, you know, they have a great guy on the outside with Miles Garrett, one of the best edge rushers in the league, top three, probably. Plays. Yeah, he's... He's a really good outside rusher and great he, guy too. Oh yeah, stand up. <laughs> and uh, I think they're a team that wishes they were in the running for JJ Watt more than obviously they were. And a guy like Ojulari, although he plays a lot differently than Watt, their edge rushing capabilities could line up one day in the future. I yeah. doubt it, but you know that's what they see in that pick, in my opinion. Yeah, I have them taking uh, Zayvon Collins. Um, just need a linebacker. And I mean, any defensive player, he can also play down for you if you want. So, yeah, good pick for them. Number 27, I have the biggest slide of my draft, uh, Vera Tucker. Uh, he went a lot earlier than yours, which I think is well-deserving because he's a great lineman. I feel like teams this year specifically, there's a lot of teams looking to draft tackle. And I think uh, Vera Tucker on this Ravens team fits really well on the interior of the offensive line. It's awful now. When Lamar Jackson had his great season, they had an amazing offensive line, and people forget that it's fallen like terribly. So I think Vera Tucker is a 
you know, a good guy to fill in right there. I think they draft Terrence Marshall. I mean, uh, Hollywood Brown, he's fast. Another great fast guy, but uh, can't catch the ball when it's in his hands. Yeah. So, I mean, to have a quarterback that was supposed to be a running back, but now he's good at passing, but he doesn't have any good receivers, I think they got to draft one here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number 28, for the same logic you had of he's very fast, I have Eric Stokes jumping up to 28 to the Saints. I feel like the Saints look at him and they say, we're not going to be able to get him in the second round, but they want him so much where they draft up. I think the Saints may be in a position where they recognize they're reaching a little, but they want the guy so much and they can't get a trade figured out. And obviously, we can't really mock that anyways. Yeah. I think Eric Stokes helps their secondary at least a little bit. I have another Georgia alumni, well, future alumni going there. I have uh, Aziz. Uh, Jolari? Yeah, yeah <laughs> him. Uh, he's a good player, played well last year. Got to watch him a little bit because I'm a Georgia fan. So, uh, I mean, especially with uh, Cameron getting older, then they need uh, some yeah. edge rushers. Uh, number 29, I got the Packers taking Kadarius Tony. People complain a lot when the Packers do not draft wide receivers, and I feel like they finally listened this year because in my mock, a great wide receiver falls. Right. They're in a prime position. Aaron Rodgers would love this pick. I have them taking Dylan Reduns from uh, North Dakota State, offensive tackle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, might as well take another tackle. I don't think they'll draft another quarterback. Who knows? Maybe they'll draft another quarterback <laughs> to make Aaron Rodgers uh, get upset again. This so. is the Felipe Franks pick. Yeah, Felipe <laughs> Franks. <laughs> All right, number 30, I have uh, my favorite player in the draft that's not a big name, Nick Bolton out of Missouri, uh, linebacker. He is he's everything you look for in a young linebacker, but no one talks about him. I really think this guy has great potential, you know, Bills are a rival of my favorite team, but obviously they're they quarterback. Your favorite they're, player, quarter, they're quarterbacks, one of my favorite players in the league. And so might as well boost his defense, help him out. Nick Bolton is a great pick for any team picking after like 10. I really feel like Bolton's a great pick, but realistically he's not going to go that high. Bill's going to steal. I have a player that will compliment <laughs> your favorite player. We have Travis Etienne, <laughs> yep. the best running back in the draft. Um I think he's better than Najee Harris. He's more explosive. He ran kickoffs back last year, so if they needed him to do that. And I don't think the Bills have had a 1,000-yard rusher in I don't know how long. But they haven't ran the ball a lot. So I think especially with a guy like Etienne who can run and also catch passes, that'll be good for them. That also opens up their backfield a lot, having Etienne, uh, Moss, Moss, and Singletary. Yeah. That's and I don't think either one of those guys are like, so good that you don't no, pick yeah. someone else. No, they don't shine out enough where you can't make this pick, but they're good enough where it would be a great trio to yeah. have. Uh, 31, I have the Chiefs taking Jalen Mayfield. He slides a little in mine. Uh, good offensive tackle. You saw in the Super Bowl, Mahomes got no help. I know that was because his left tackle was injured, but you know his, other, his right tackle is old. Yeah. So, I mean, might as well boost him up. And then Jalen Mayfield can play guard if he has to. He's flexible. I have them taking Wyatt Davis. Right. I mean, I think... Anyone in their right mind would say the Chiefs have to take a tackle. Yeah. And the Chiefs are just in another spot where they're so good, and then they're going to get another good player like yeah. last year. We saw them. They're so good. They had one spot that was missing at running back. They pick a good running back. Yeah. Now I, they have a spot missing at lineman, and they just pick a lineman and get better. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, last pick of the first round, which is all we're doing. I have the Bucks taking Christian Barrymore, or Barmore, defensive tackle. 
He's a solid defensive tackle for sure. It's a very weak class, but he's the only one that stands out to me yeah. exceptionally. And yeah, Bucks team can use him. Pair him up with Vita Vea in that four three. Yeah. Yeah. Start off with the same first pick, and we're gonna <laughs> end with the same last pick. So uh, yeah. yeah. Colin just said everything we need to say about him. I think it was kind of hard because I was bouncing in between. I feel like the 32nd pick is always hard because you don't want to reach, but you don't want to not get your guy. Yeah, you know they're not going to get him in the second round yeah. if they're considering taking him in the first. And their line is so good, but they don't really have any other glaring needs, I feel like. Yeah. They built a super team. and They built up the team supernaturally. They built up a great team without a quarterback. Then they got Tom Brady. Yeah. So, and really, yeah. I, Barmo, Bar, Barmore, geez, and Vea would be great. Yeah. I like that pick for sure. Plus JPP. JPP. Undefeated. Two-time <laughs> Super Bowl champion. Oh, the first one counted. The second one didn't. Seven fingers. All right. second one doesn't count. <laughs> All right. So that concludes the mock draft. Uh, we'll definitely put something up on the Instagram. Not just all of our picks, but something related to it. And, yeah, get discussions about it. So one thing Banning wanted to bring up was his top 10 quarterbacks going into next season. I didn't make a list personally, but I think... Banning's just going to read his out, and we're going to have a little discussion about why and how. I'm just going to respond with how I feel. Yeah, so uh, do you want me to start from number 10 and go down? Uh, Start with one. Let's okay. start, start with one and go I down. I think number one, you had the MVP. I don't think he's the best quarterback. I still think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback. I mean, he's younger. This is also a mix of right now, so um, I don't have any upcoming rookies. Yeah. And then I also don't have... Like, Joe Burrow is not on this list because he didn't play that much last year. So this is a combination of last year and kind of like right now. So Yeah, just what you think going yeah. in. Yeah. And then number two, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. I don't think they're interchangeable. I think Mahomes is still better, but Rodgers, number two. I think Deshaun Watson, number three. Okay. He had great stats last year on a terrible team, and now he's being held hostage. So <laughs> maybe uh, they'll free my boy. Him and Bradley Beal will go somewhere together. Yeah. <laughs> And then number four, Tom Brady. Yep. Uh, not much to say about him. He had a great year last year. Number five, Russell Wilson. Okay. Um, I mean, starts every single year. Very good. And then decides to fall off. Then Pete Carroll decides and then come to back, stop coaching. And yeah. then comes back in the last couple weeks, goes to the playoffs, and then loses to a good defense every single year. Pretty much. Um and me and Cam also picked the Rams to beat the Seahawks in our yeah. playoff bracket. You can uh, yeah, verify that. <laughs> I verify it. I think the Rams would have gone farther if Aaron Donald wasn't hurt. But Number six, Josh Allen. Uh, I know I know this might upset you. He's not in the top five. But I think Just Wilson and Brady are better at this point. I think he has. if he has another year like he did last year, definitely going to be top five. But right now, I don't think he's better than Russell Wilson, and I don't think he's better than Tom Brady. No, I understand that. I'd put him above Wilson for next year, personally, yeah. but I, I I don't disagree with that. That makes sense. I mean, he went from not being able to throw the ball through a tire to uh, yeah. <laughs> playing decent last year. So, yeah. At number seven, uh, the most underappreciated quarterback, uh, Ryan Tannehill. He doesn't throw the ball a lot. But when he does, he does it really well. I mean, they could hand the ball off to Derrick Henry every play, and uh, it would take that, a while for the that, defense to... That offense on, gives him a really good chance because, I mean, when you have such a strong running game, 
Yeah. You don't even really have to be that good as a quarterback, but Tannehill stepping up and being really he solid. He is playing his yeah. role perfectly. Exactly. He's there, There's nothing more you can ask from him. So when people hate on him, I don't understand because he's doing what he's told to do correctly. Yeah. Uh, the OGs remember when he was back in Miami? Yeah. When he, I, his, My favorite play from Ryan Tannehill, he'd always step over the line of scrimmage and throw without fail. That dude, dude could not stand behind the line of scrimmage. Number eight, we have my boy going into last year. Everyone was saying, oh, he's not going to be that good. And then he yeah, showed out, oh, yeah. rookie of the year, <laughs> Justin Herbert. Okay. He was going to – the Giants were tanking for him two years ago, and then he uh, decided to stay in college. But that's okay. I forgive him. <laughs> but uh, I have him at eighth right now. Okay. I think he's behind Tannehill, but his potential is very high. Is I think him and potential. Herbert are going to be, like, a great – duo to watch against i guess yeah because they'll definitely play a good amount they're both in the same like afc who knows they might play in the playoffs one day 15 years if the teams decide to build around them (laughs) and then number nine um this might upset a couple people but we got a primetime kirk cousins what Uh, (laughs) i might might be one of those people Uh, the stats back him up but um i mean he can't get it done Apparently on Monday nights or uh, Sunday nights, but I think they call him the mailman. Yeah, I mean, over on Sundays, he did have a good year last year, and you can't look past that. Forty-two hundred yards, thirty-five touchdowns, only thirteen interceptions. I think the narrative on him is that he's a bad quarterback. No matter what he does, everyone just says he's awful. Yeah, I don't think he's the best, but um, I mean, I think he's still a decent enough quarterback. He will not be on the top ten after this year, so. Let him have his time to shine. I'm listening. And then uh, number 10, we have Derek Carr. Looking back at this right now, this was very hard to put these two because at first I had Carr in front of him. And I think now looking back at it, I might have him in front. But, I mean, I'll keep it at this right now because I think Derek Carr will definitely pass him. He's kind of underappreciated too. I got to admit, pretty controversial list. I have some things to say. I, I'm just making a quick, quick look. So I just want to mention – so, I mean – that's Banning's list. It's really not that bad. Good reasoning. But I see why a lot of people might disagree. Because here's the, the three guys that aren't on the list that I'm sure a lot of people are ready to hear. Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. My honorable mentions were uh, <laughs> Matthew Stafford and Roethlisberger. Yeah. So not those guys. Not even in the honorable mentions. Kyler Murray Let's is not, my boy. I want to hear But he did him. not play that well last year. I think this year he will have a good year. I mean, he'll get better. But Baker Mayfield... I mean, what do you have, 24 <laughs> touchdowns and like 10 picks last year? I don't even remember. He had 26 touchdowns and 8 interceptions with only 3,500 yards. I mean, Kirk Cousins had a better year than him. True, but he had a better team success, so I think people take that into account. How, team, well, I know. I, it doesn't I really if, matter. I but. don't know if, quarter, if team wins or quarterback stat. We can argue on that all day. That is true. All right. It would be hard to argue that with a Patriots fan because <laughs> Tom Brady is the GOAT because yeah. he has six rings. That is true. It, it wasn't the defense, even though he had a top defense almost every single year. Except for when we didn't, and we still won. All yeah. I'm saying. And then, well, well, they never beat the Giants. Well, so. I know you're not a big Lamar guy. so you just I'm think, not a big Lamar yeah. guy. I think he I mean, he didn't even play that well last year, honestly. I think he played decent, but like not. he went from MVP to just going back to normal. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm not a huge Lamar Jackson fan. I was in college, but I think he's, I mean, 29 or 26 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 2,700 yards passing. 
obviously he doesn't pass a lot, but then, um, I mean, he can't do anything in the playoffs. So, yeah, he had a thousand yards rushing, seven touchdowns. But I mean, I would, I wouldn't take Matthew Stafford over Lamar Jackson, but I think he's a better quarterback right now. Yeah, no, I understand. I get that. All right, so quick, we kind of missed this at the start. Let's just talk about three headlines since the last episode, in case you're really out of the loop. All right, Alex Smith was released. Uh, my opinion, uh, he was a great help for that Washington team, you know, but he's really not. He he was not a great quarterback. So I understand the football team wants to move in a different direction. Business is business. Yeah, and it I mean, shout out to Alex Smith though. Yeah, awesome uh, dude. Cool guy on. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite team. He'll be a backup somewhere, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he showed potential. I mean, he threw 300 yards every week, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, then, also, Big Ben is returning to the Steelers. Uh, kind of just going to be a one-year thing, yeah. it seems like. So. I mean, I said when we were talking about it last week, I think, or two weeks ago, whenever it was, I said Roethlisberger should go back. He had a good year last year, honestly. Yeah. And, I mean, there's no reason for him not to go back. Yeah, it gives the Steelers time to figure it out, too. And especially if they want to draft a quarterback, too. Yeah. And then uh, the J.J. Watt signing, I'm, we both mentioned it in the mock draft. But, yeah, pair him with Chandler Jones. Not a lot of people expect him to go to Arizona. Wasn't in that list that everyone was talking about. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't even his account, either. Yeah. So, uh, whoever made that account got their five seconds of fame. Yeah. They fooled us all. <laughs> I'm sure they're sitting in their basement. and oh, uh, They're on their Peloton Definitely don't at have us. a Peloton. <laughs> they definitely just made that up. But I don't understand how they got 13,000 followers. I don't know. Without... I don't know. But, I mean, weird sign. Not weird, because, like, it, we knew that... It, it's a fine signing. It's just definitely not... I wouldn't have bet money on the Cardinals. It would... Yeah. It was so, like, unexpected. It was so like I don't know how to describe it. It was weird. Like yeah. it was it was one of those things you open on your phone and you think it's one of those meme pages. But well, yeah, because Cam told me. Yeah, exactly. And Cam yeah. walks up to us every day and says, "Oh, did you hear uh, Bradley Beal just got traded for Aaron Rodgers?" Yeah, he right. told me JJ Barea was an All Star this year. Yeah, <laughs> it was like so obvious that he could sign there that no one thought he would. Yeah, I guess, if that exactly. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh. I mean, more about the off-season quarterbacks. These are probably just going to be quick points. Pat's, uh, it's rumored that their plan A is to get Jimmy G back. It, he's overpaid, but it was he worked on the Pat's offense. They don't have a lot of great decisions to make right now. It could it could work out. Yeah, I think there might be some conflict because we saw what happened last time with the uh, Jimmy G or Tom Brady. And, I mean, that whole loophole of who wanted to keep him and who wanted to release him, that whole story, you could go down that forever. Yeah. I think a lot of people that were making decisions in that time when we uh, got rid of Jimmy G aren't really making decisions anymore. Yeah. So that might, might make Garoppolo a little happier. And then... Do you think he'll go there, though? Do you think they'll make a move? I'm, it depends what the 49ers are asking. Because I don't know how, it, I how much they value. I cannot see trading a first-round yeah. pick. No, exactly. I think a second, a fourth, and like... Just trade him for what they traded him for. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, something along those lines would be fine. He hasn't really done anything to raise his trade value, but also he's kind of overhated sometimes. He yeah. won't be. He won't be a top fifty. He's like a Ryan Tannehill, yeah. but not as good. He'll be like in that top twenty quarterback sort of thing. But I hope he works his way I up. Mean, he'll be know. better than Cam Newton. Yeah, and Jarrett Stidham. Yeah, easily. Uh, yeah. So I personally, Pat's fan. I'd love to bring Jimmy G back. I just 
have fond memories of when he came in for Brady for those like three games, and then Brissett took the fourth. Do you think he would be a bridge quarterback, or do you think he's the guy for he'd, the next he, couple years? He'd have to. Well, he'd be a bridge quarterback, but he'd be a bridge quarterback for like a long time while we address yeah. the other needs of the team. He, I say, he's got like three years with us, but when we really try to build the rest of the squad. Do so you think he's the guy for? I would say the guy is probably three years. Yeah, I, no, I say he's the guy, but it's he's the guy on a team that's not going to make a deep playoff push. Yeah, and then. Uh, we talk about it all the time. Bears want Russell Wilson. I don't think it's realistic. I think it would be kind of cool to see such a big quarterback get traded like that, but because we don't really see that. No, big of stuff like that. that's why we get so excited about Deshaun Watson too. I think it would definitely be cool. I wouldn't be upset because I'm not a fan of either of the teams, but I don't think it's super realistic. The Seahawks, they they're always so close. Their push over the edge isn't gonna be getting rid of the best player they've pretty much ever had. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I mean, we haven't seen Deshaun Watson get traded, so why would I believe that Russell, Russell Wilson's going to get traded before him? Yeah. But I don't think that they're uh, keeping Russell Wilson hostage either. I feel like if he says he wants to leave, they'll not let him leave, but they'll trade him. They, they have a lot more respect for uh, Russell Wilson in Seattle than they do for Deshaun I, in Houston, yeah. for whatever reason. I don't know. Pretty much our last thing for the NFL. Technically not NFL, but a lot of these guys happen to be in it now. Uh, ESPN dropped their list of the top college quarterbacks of the 2000s. And is it just based off, like, not stats alone, but based off, like... Um, uh, I mean, I didn't really see what it was based off of. They yeah. just said they ranked their top quarterbacks of the 2000s. Let's hear Let's hear it from, what, top 10? Let's hear 10 Yeah, to, it's 10 to 1. So we have 10 number 10, we have uh, Robert Griffin. From Baylor, Baylor is, it was a great it was a great time when he was there on the NCAA uh, football covers and everything. I loved them there. Number nine, we have Marcus Mariota from Oregon. Another great guy. Sh- shout out uh, the Alwisio family. Yeah, this is also since the two thousands. I forget if we mentioned that. Yeah, so not all time. No, Lamar Jackson at eight. Great Olivo. Uh Number seven is where it kind of uh, gets a little interesting. Kyler Murray at number seven. Ah, uh, I I never thought of him as being that good to be honest. Definitely not better than Mariota. Yeah, I'm not, not not rocking with this list so far. Well, hold it on a worse. second. We got Deshaun Watson at number six. Okay. And then we have Joe Burrow at number five, who arguably had the greatest quarterback <laughs> season of all time. Yeah, this top four bed would be pretty good. But you could make an argument that he only had one good year. He doesn't have to be one, but I want to hear the top four now. Well, then we have uh, number four, Tim Tebow. Okay. I think he's in the top four. T- yeah. Um... So uh, number three, we have Vince Young. So okay. that means there's two guys better than Vince, Vince Young. Young. And they're better than Vince Young, Tebow, and Joe Burrow. Uh, Cam Newton at number two. Yeah, that, that's not that bad. Uh, who do you think the best college quarterback since 2000 is? Who uh, who do I think they're going to say? Because I, I think it's Vince Young probably. But who they're going to say, they're probably going to say like Baker or something. Yeah, Baker, Baker Mayfield oh is my God. the uh, <laughs> best college quarterback since... Uh, Baker was great in col- at Oklahoma. Baker, he had the swag. He was great. He wasn't better than Vince. I don't think he's better than Cam. I don't think he's better than... Joe had the one season, so I'm fine with you know being flippy-floppy about that. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was ranked at 11th, yeah. apparently, in this list. Uh, I, don't uh, even, I, I think Mariota was being criminally well-ranked. I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. JT Barrett also JT not Barrett, on the list. Yeah. 
I mean, obviously wasn't great in the NFL. Yeah, and, JT but Barrett was JT Barrett was uh, pretty good in college. Yeah. Johnny Manziel at 13, kind of interesting. Yeah, it's weird. You th- you think guy like him will crack top 10. Lineart uh, got at 17. USC, yeah. Jameis Winston at 16. Not, not the best um, NFL quarterback, but I feel like he's definitely a top 10 quarterback. I don't know. I'd put him higher than 16, but I don't think he cracks the top 10, especially hearing some of these honorable mentions. Yeah, I yeah. I don't Weird know about list. this list. Yeah. Does it say who in ESPN made that list? Um, Probably an expert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what they like to say, all yeah. these experts. They, they, don't, they don't drop names when they drop their trash list. That's but, probably a good yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh... Let's talk NBA real quick. There's some UFC stuff we we're going to talk about as well. But NBA real quick. Blake Griffin got waived and uh, about two hours ago got picked up by the Brooklyn Nets. Well, they're expected to pick him up, so not officially right now. but Not officially, but he cleared the waivers and yeah. he's working on his contract as we speak. So uh, I think it's just fair to talk about like he's going to be joining the Nets. Yeah. If something weird happens, we'll just talk about it in the next episode. But Yeah, I don't think anyone else yeah. wants him. So. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. The Nets just refuse to get better at defense and i don't i don't necessarily blame the nets for wanting him because i mean it's more star power but i'm so off the bench you know he's not a star anymore but he has the name attached to him he, he still also has, hasn't dunked the ball in yeah. two years so uh, uh yeah. interesting blake griffin as weird as it sounds his best thing he's gonna bring to this nets team is playmaking off the bench because let's think about what Blake Griffin does. I would. I don't think he's a starter. No, he doesn't finish. He doesn't finish well anymore. He d- hasn't shot well this season. Yeah. The only thing that's keeping him above water is he is really good at playmaking. Even if his assist numbers aren't crazy, watching him, he really makes the smart play nine times out of ten. So I think it's gonna be. It's cool for the Nets team. They need another player anyways. I mean, yeah. As we're speaking right now, Vucevic just beat Chris Paul, and uh, him and Sabonis are in the finals. Yeah. I, the skills challenge. I, That's how the skill challenge goes. I said Vucevic would win, so if he does, I feel super cool about that. Might as well just put it out there because this episode's going to air after. I also want Anthony Simons to win the dunk contest. I and, have Cassius Stanley. Yeah, which would be my second choice. I don't think Obi's got it this year. Uh, I think Cassius Stanley, he holds the vertical record at Duke. Yeah, Stanley's insane. Um, Zion also went to Duke. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then, just to put that in perspective. All-Star Game MVP, I got... I don't even know. I got, I got, I got Dame. Why not Dame? I could see him doing it. I forget who I picked. I think I might have. I think I picked LeBron. I think LeBron's yeah. gonna go off and win it. I mean, it's kind of. If he wins it, it'll go onto his MVP resume. Yeah. Like it doesn't actually mean anything, but people will say, "Oh, LeBron won the All Star MVP." Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Just kind of, kind of a weird year for the All Star break, and the jerseys are completely terrible. Yeah, awful. So. Uh, I'm not buying one. Especially since it's not in Indiana anymore. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Uh, uh, next thing to talk about, that was one of our points. We just kind of went through it real quick. Uh, so you have Team LeBron winning the All-Star game? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of... I don't doubt it. it it's the better team. It's going to be a lot of fun. LeBron, Giannis, and Curry. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not a huge into honestly every year i like to watch the dunk contest more than the um all-star game i'm just more of a dunk contest type of person yeah i mean three players this year i think it's kind of just it's weird not my favorite thing i mean Embiid, 
is also out as a starter. I forget who they said was going to be a starter. Zion, Zion is yeah. the backup, or I guess a starter now. So yeah, no Simmons. No Simmons are Embiid because of COVID protocol. Yeah, uh, I'm not too happy about that. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. okay because I think the next three teams that they play are all not great. So. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about two of the most hyped up young players since we've started following the game. To be honest, Zion and Lamelo Ball, and. The question is, should their respective teams, Hornets, Pelicans, should they build around them, and why? I think, personally, uh, the answer is yes for both of them. I think LaMelo is so great as a rookie. It's funny, because I always talk about Halliburton and how great he is, and I really think a lot of other years, Halliburton's the rookie of the year. He's a stud. LaMelo is easily the rookie of the year this year, though. That's just so weird to say, though. Because I remember the other day he uh, was playing with his brothers. He went from eighth grade to <laughs> he skipped a whole grade yeah. to play with his brothers. It's just we all knew he was going to be in the NBA. He proved it. But it's just weird thinking that he's in the NBA now. Yeah. Like when Bronny good. gets to the NBA, oh, that's just I don't yeah. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, but Lamelo is here and Lamelo is great. So I think that Hornets team could really benefit. They have a they're clogged at guard. And one thing I feel is that Devontae Graham is still a really good guard. I think his confidence is blown because they play yeah. Rozier and Lamelo more than him, which isn't even that bad of a decision. But I mean, Rozier's been great this year, too. He's no, had like yeah. 30, 40 point games. Whatever team can get Devontae Graham when he eventually gets traded, or I, I actually think he's an unrestricted free agent this uh, summer. I'm pretty sure yeah. he is, yeah. So whichever team gets him is going to be happily surprised, I feel like, because he's still a really good point guard. Especially but, even if he plays off the bench. Yeah, but Lamelo deserves to start, and he has proved why he deserves it. I think that Hornets team benefits from maybe trading up in this next year's draft, trying to go for a good center or something like that, because that's a good Hornets team in, a, like, a couple years. Yeah. Jack Harlow said they were a contender this year. Jack Harlow uh, he, also won last night with Quavo. Yeah, shout out. I watched the first five minutes of that game. Neither team made a shot. They shot, like, ten times <laughs> yep. each. That was kind of hard to watch. Will Baby so threw just, a free yeah. throw off the top of the backboard. Yeah, I turned that off after. <laughs> but, I mean, LaMelo's been proving the haters wrong since day one. Two years ago when he was playing... Um, in Australia, yeah, I remember yeah. Colin wasn't the biggest fan. No, I, I I grew into liking Lamelo. I didn't like, I didn't like his attitude. I thought he was kind of you know, I thought he he thought he was too cool. But it comes to a point when you keep proving how good you are time and time and again, it goes from overrating yourself just to swag at that point, and he has it. So he's also matured a lot. Yeah, he's got. A, I, I respect Lamelo a lot, and he's a really good player. I mean, I've been saying since no, no, you've been on. I know. Lamelo's been my boy. The whole ball family. Since Lamelo's first post on overtime, you've been saying he's next up. So I, I do respect that. Him and Bronny. Uh, Bronny's next up. Yeah. Uh, And Zion, Zion's a great player. I think Zion right now you build more around. Yeah, he gets. And they've actively been trying to do that. Yeah, Zion gets better and gets less people talking about him because of Lamelo. Yeah. Honestly. And, and some people are upset yeah. about that. I know Cam. Yeah, Cam would Cam be pissed that, right yeah. now. Yeah. But, no, Zion and Ingram are a duo I say that should move forward because they're both going to get better. Yeah. People forget how young Brandon Ingram is. He's a really good, great pl- scorer, too, to complement Zion's, you know, driving and eventually his spot-up shooter ability. I really do think he's going to get a lot better at that. Yeah. So, you know, you just fill that with, I think you get a center. They're not going to be in like line for this guy, but a center that plays somewhat like Porzingis, whoever that may be, if it's someone we don't know about or someone that 
you know, gets better throughout these next couple years. Someone like that, they can space out. Someone like Lonzo, I don't think he'll stay on that team, but I like the idea of having someone that runs the break, makes good passes with that team. Send him to Charlotte. Yeah, hey, it could work. Get the boys together. I'm with it. Leangelo signs on their G League team, the Swarm. (laughs) I mean, I think Zion... I mean, I watched almost every single game when he was in college, and you could just tell he was so good. Yeah. And last year, he was, like, pitted to be the next LeBron. So he had so much, like, uh, I mean, he his yeah. expectations were so high. So I don't think he, like, didn't prove himself last year because he only played, like, what was it, 30 games or whatever. Yeah, he didn't have a chance to prove himself. When he was in, he was doing pretty well. Yeah. But he didn't get a full shot. But yeah, that Pelicans team has, they have really good potential. It's funny, uh, I, I play 2K, you go through the My Leagues, and the Pelicans are the best team every year. Yeah. It's because 2K goes based off potential, and honestly, from the outside looking in, their potential's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's funny to think about, like, some people, uh, like, don't even remember Brandon Ingram being on the Lakers. The Lakers, yeah. So if you, imagine if that team stayed together at this point. You have Julius Randle, Brandon yeah. Ingram, LeBron, Anthony <laughs> Davis, and D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> yeah, that's It's crazy. just crazy how many players from the Lakers left, obviously because they weren't doing so well and the yeah. Lakers were just out, and now how good they are. I mean, Julius Randle's an all-star. So one thing, I am not a big LeBron fan. I We talked about it before, Banning, you know, is a big LeBron fan for good reason. Really great player, obviously. LeBron's impact goes bigger. I'm praising him right now. It goes bigger than what we see even when he's on a team. You see a guy like Julius Randle and a guy like Brandon Ingram on that Lakers team, and you think, man, these are kind of just bums. And a lot of people are going to say they got they finally left LeBron, and now they're shining. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact they got to play with LeBron. Julius, Did Ra- they both play with LeBron? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Julius might not have actually. I don't think Juli- Russell did either. Oh, I, I was just talk- I was just talking about Ingram and Julius. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ingram obviously did. I I think Julius got like half half a season. He got shipped out to they, New Orleans. Yeah, I yeah. think they either those three guys they either played with LeBron or Kobe. Yeah, I, I'd have to. I know Julius one hundred percent played with Kobe. Weird, yeah, yeah, Julius. Either way, Ingram played with LeBron. LeBron has such a great effect. Ingram becomes a great scorer in New Orleans. And Julius played with Kobe 100%. And this story I saw, I read literally two days ago about how Julius, uh, after a long road trip, the Lakers went on like a seven-game road trip that year, and they finally get home. And Julius, you know, was talking to Kobe. Kobe goes, you know, what are you doing at? What are you doing like right now tonight? And Julius goes, I'm gonna go home, like see my girlfriend and shit. And then Kobe goes, Now nah, we're going to the gym. You can talk to him after. And Julius could have just said no, but I mean, it's Kobe he's talking to. And then Julius, you know, a lot of people, since Kobe's death, a lot of people look into a lot of his, pretty much everything he has ever said and kind of gas him up too much. But the fact of the matter is Julius said himself that that really inspired him. And Julius worked to get better. He struggled so bad last year. He was awful. This year, he put together all that skill that everyone knows he has. And he exceptional this year, all star and deserving of one yeah. too. Yeah, I think guys like Kobe and LeBron, they're so good because they're not just basketball players. And I think, I mean, we saw a couple weeks ago, uh, Zlatan, the soccer player, oh, was talking yeah. about how LeBron shouldn't be into politics. And I mean, that's a whole different discussion. But yeah. I mean, 
LeBron is just so much bigger than basketball. Kobe was just so much bigger than basketball. You can compare them to guys like Kanye or Drake. They're just so much bigger than what they do. Like those guys are both like they they're either rappers or basketball players, but they're also LeBron's what? Also like I mean, he's at this point he's kind of like the dad because I mean yeah. his son's supposed to be the next best player. He makes all these different shoes like Kobe did. Yeah. And it's just I mean his impact is like so big. You think of LeBron Everyone knows LeBron. You may yeah. have never watched him play basketball. You know who LeBron is. That's what I'm saying. There are certain people, and we see it a lot in the sports and music world because that's what we're into personally, but there's so many people that just break the definitions of what they do, and everyone knows about this. I could talk to my aunt about what Kobe said like when he was alive or what LeBron said last week, yeah. and she'd already know what I'm talking about, and she doesn't watch basketball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're so big for like just in the world in general you know and i think it's like especially these past couple years before i think people were saying oh lebron's just this like terrible person because i know he got the heat fans didn't like him the celtics fans didn't like him and now he's just formed into like he's gotten older because he used to be he used to play the villain i remember when i was before i watched basketball i'm like oh this lebron guy i'm not supposed to like him (laughs) yeah and i remember this kanye guy i'm not supposed to like this guy but then as they get older you kind of like appreciate them more i don't think anyone really like you can hate lebron as a player you can hate like even for me, I don't like Tom Brady. I hate LeBron as a player. You, but he, I mean, I, you gotta respect LeBron. Yeah. You know, whether it's, you call him the goat or one of the goats, whatever. I switch off on that to be honest. He's just amazing as a player and a really important human being. I think that's what a lot of this conversation boils down to. And I mean, with his I Promise school too, yeah. he's just been doing so much. I know you gotta appreciate when LeBron goes. You know. I think it, that's going to yeah, be it's going to be a huge hit. It's I don't want to compare it to Kobe, but death is such a weird thing. It's hard yeah. to compare and obviously it's kind of a somber tone. The point being, I think me and Banning both agree, it's really important to appreciate people while they're alive and not just after they die. And especially we, for athletes yeah. when they're playing and we, stuff. We we both appreciated Kobe so much and we feel the same about LeBron. So, their only real relation is that they're good friends. They both play for the Lakers, blah blah blah, but in a reality sense, they're so important for their communities and the world. So they're just was, bigger than sports yeah, too. That was just a quick little talk, and it evolved into you know appreciating. But you know that that it, it's good too. I think the more people that appreciate instead of just hate, you know, it gets the ball rolling more. That being said, I'll hate on LeBron's game any day of the week if he does something stupid. Why not? Yeah. But as a person, I'll respect. Yeah, and I mean officially right now, we just saw Blake Griffin join the Nets. Yep, we right already now. talked about that, but I mean it's official. Yep, Woj just put that out. So that's sick. Um, it says he's gonna play for the rest of the season, so not really sure what that means. Um, I think they just mean they'll hope be on the yeah. Nets for the rest of the yeah. So nothing like a huge deal or anything. Not like a two-year, thirty million dollar deal. I don't think he's worth that. But. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Just to make it official. Okay, cool. All right, moving on from the NBA. Uh, I'm not a big watcher of UFC. I always respond to our polls on the Instagram. I do a little bit of research, but this is really banning strong suit. And so for the most part, I'm just going to be here to listen and ask questions. I want you to talk about, there's been a lot of big stuff happening, it seems like, and I want to hear all about it. I think the people that are listening right now probably do too. Um, honestly, I was looking through our um, like responses and stuff, and 
a couple weeks ago when we put out the Canelo poll, that was like our most voted on poll ever. Yeah. And then this UFC, I feel like UFC and boxing is the most underrated sport right now because everyone like knows about it, obviously, but there's just so much that goes into it. Like when you have two guys building up to fight, I feel like, especially if they want to hurt each other, where they <laughs> actually want to like kill each other, there's nothing that's better than that. And I feel like now with a guy like Dana White, obviously he's been around forever, but him doing so much stuff that he does now to get into like the spotlight to make it more than just a sport, like now it's becoming kind of like a culture. I yeah. mean, he's been with um, these YouTubers, the Nelk Boys. Yeah, he's yeah. been affiliated with them and that's brought new viewers. And for boxing, all these celebrity people boxing, which I everyone has their own opinion on it, but... It's good for viewership. Yeah. I think that's something that everyone can agree on, whether you think it's good or bad for the sport. Yeah. It helps viewers. And see, I'm not even into the UFC, and I know all about Dana White. I mean, he's a smart guy recently because it seems like the hype for UFC is rising, and he's playing off it well. So, I mean, he's a he's a great business guy, to be honest. Yeah. He's making the right moves. And, I, I, I respect him a lot. And, I mean, the thing about, like, the celebrities, especially in boxing, I think depending on how it's played out it can be a good thing like if you have a guy like if you have a 50 cent in mayweather fighting above like the top boxer in the world on a card you that just feels weird yeah that's wrong and we saw canelo who's the best fighter in the world right now which and no one really knows i mean there's people that know if you're into it but to have the best boxer in the world have like not very many people know about him especially in the 90s when you had like mike tyson everyone knows who mike tyson yeah. is but i mean jake paul um called out canelo the best fighter in the world and says he wants to fight him jake paul would, uh, would probably die yeah so yeah. we'll move on to that yeah <laughs> but last night we had um ufc 259 i believe i mean there's 200 and something so i yeah. just I mean, does the number just raise every like it's they so each time like each week they'll have a event but they save the numbers for the big ones and then they have like ufc fight night or whatever right right so but then the big ones so last night we had um there's like 13 different fights that you had the main event which was um three fights then you had the pre-card and then you had the pre-pre-card that started at four o'clock right the main event didn't finish until 1 30 so I mean, just some highlights. We had Islam Makachev. He won. Uh, I mean, he won in a submission. He has uh, Habib, who is probably the best fighter in the UFC right now, as his coach. So that oh, kind of helps yeah. him out. So. Yeah, yeah. And then, but out of the three main events, it was kind of interesting because we saw Aljamain Sterling. He was fighting uh, Peter Yan, who is the uh, champion. And was that the, uh, the he illegal? won. Yeah. yeah. He won the match. Uh, he was on the ground getting destroyed. I know some people had the cards kind of even, but he was on the ground and then his corner told him not to hit him because he was down, but he still hit him with an illegal knee. You could see that he was definitely concussed, but to win a championship off of that, just, I don't know. It doesn't sit right with me. He, I didn't, feel like. he didn't seem too happy about it either. Yeah. To be I fair, think... his reactions were heavily influenced by the fact that he probably could not see straight or walk. Yeah. But that being said, I think both... It, I don't know how common rematches are, but that's one yeah. that they probably both of them would like to. Well, even if since if, he lost the title, too, yeah, even if both both of them would definitely like to run that back for sure. 
Yeah. I mean, especially if you're upset that you won the championship, too. You want to get it fair and square. But the thing I think they're going to have to look at is, like, a, should you get the championship off a of disqualification? Yeah, I don't know. I think... It, was there a way where he could have just got the W or whatever, but not gotten the belt? Is that a possible... Like, what no. are the logistics? I think he could have... The options were either, like, to disqualify him and he gets the belt... Or have him keep fighting. Obviously, if he kept yeah. fighting, he would have got taken out with one punch and right. been done. And I think he wanted to fight, but he just couldn't. Right. But, I mean, I think they have to look into that because I feel like it's kind of a weird spot. I feel like disqualification, you shouldn't lose your belt. But then at the same time, you could just get disqualified every time. Yeah. So I feel like you got to have like a weird, even spot to have that. Yeah, I guess. That's, that's a tough thing. That's a weird thing that the UFC will have to figure out. And, I mean, just to bring this up, I mean, you have uh, John Jones, who's one of the best fighters, and his only loss was by disqualification, like, when, in his early fighting days, I think, like, his fifth fight in, and Dana White tried to overturn that to make it have a, him, like, a perfect record. Right. So, we'll see what happens with this. Uh, they'll definitely have a fight again, but it'll be interesting to see, like, it could be, a, no one could be champion going into it, I guess. Right, yeah. I think it would have been different if he lost by disqualification and got the belt if it was close, but he was getting dominated and then lost. And then yeah. it's just a weird, uh, weird both, way. Both sides probably feel a little jaded by that one more than the other, obviously, but yeah. Yeah. So then for the uh, second main event, uh, we had Amanda Nunes, who's the greatest women's UFC fighter of all time. She beat... Um, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey got beat by Holly Holm. She beat Holly Holm. She's beat everyone. And then she won her uh, fight in the first round by submission like a minute and a half in. I mean, there's not much to talk about her. She's just like the best. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, after the fight, she had her opponent hug her baby. And I saw Freddie Gibbs tweeting about it. And if you know Freddie Gibbs, you could probably guess what route he was going to. Yeah. So, uh, Freddie Gibbs, let's just say he, if he was the girl that lost, he would have not accepted that. So, (laughs) and then in the uh, main event, we had, um, the style bender. We had, uh, Israel Adesanya fight Jan Blachowicz. Uh, just, I mean, hard to pronounce names in the UFC because everyone's from everywhere. (laughs) But we had a poll going out. We had, uh, uh, we only had one person get it right, so it's kind of cool to see. I mean, we did have someone else vote after the fight, <laughs> and they got it right, but right. I did not count that. All so. right, funny guy. Yeah, whoever that was, uh, we won't call you out, because I know who it is, but I won't call you out now. But I think that was a good fight. I mean, it was getting built up, because obviously you had one guy, you had two champions, and you can't have both belts going at the same time, so... Um, Israel fought up to try to get the next belt and he lost which it was his first loss in his career but his first loss was him moving up 20 pounds trying to get another championship so I mean I don't think he's fallen anywhere I mean he's still obviously the best in his weight class and I think he's gonna go he said himself he's gonna go back down and try to fight more competition in his weight class but it was a good fight Um, the first two rounds Israel was winning, and then I think uh, Jan won the next two rounds, so it was even going into the fifth, and then Jan just got a couple takedowns in the fifth, and kind of just ended it after that. I mean, some people, you watch a fight like that, and you want to see a knockout, 
but I mean, there wasn't a knockout. So yeah, I think that's the difference between MMA and UFC or not uh, MMA and boxing. I'm more of a boxing fan because I like to see those one hit knockouts and stuff, but UFC is a lot more technical. And I think combat sports are starting to make a rise because people are like finally getting back into it. And I think it's the most underrated sport right now, honestly. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. That was, yeah, very well thought out. And it's something I'm definitely starting to get more into as we talk about it more. I mean, there's the interest is growing and I think it should be. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I think the fact that it's becoming more of like a, it's kind of coming back, I guess it's becoming like the popular thing to watch it again, if that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So that we got, I think so. All right. So, I mean, thank you for everyone for listening. It, you know, it was weird not having Cam here, but I hope you guys enjoy the episode anyways. Uh, we'll be back in the normal swing of things next weekend, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> if not, we'll, we'll just be like this again. Nah. We'll make another mock draft. <laughs> talk about Blake Griffin. Yep. Now nah, we'll get Cam back in here and we'll be good. All right. Uh, appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, follow the Instagram at... You want to uh, the, the underscore nosebleeds underscore, underscore podcast. podcast just hit 150 followers road to 200 yeah what's i mean let's just keep things growing uh appreciate the support on the instagram and on the spotify we moved to spotify we weren't sure how it was gonna go um cool. obviously it's kind of not less accessible but some people um only use apple music and we are getting on apple music that should be out this week um yeah. it just took two to three weeks for apple music to spotify got back to us it put the new episode up and got us on there within a day apple music takes two to three weeks for some reason yeah that's why i don't use apple music <laughs> spotify is better i agree with that but yeah anyways thank you for the support uh we're gonna head out now appreciate it those boots out mom out